Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, November 8th, 2021, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. And uh, we had a uh, historic weekend in the Roland House. <laughs> it was a tremendous weekend. Uh, by the way, sorry about Friday. Uh, no podcast on Friday and, and also no warning that there would be no podcast on Friday. Just too much going on, guys. <laughs> As you might imagine, with a wedding on Saturday, rehearsal on Friday, uh, we had events on Thursday night. Uh, so that was just, it just kind of got lost in all of the other things going on. Um, but uh, apologize that there was no warning about that. But we are going to do John 15 uh, today. And, um, Share some things throughout the week about the wedding that were uh, just awesome. But I'll just sum it up this way. It was an amazing, amazing day. Um, the uh, So many uh, awesome moments. Uh, those of you that may be new to the podcast or just wondering what I'm talking about. My oldest daughter got married on Saturday. And um, 14 months in the planning. And uh, it, Saturday was a big day. And today they are, as we uh, record this podcast, they are somewhere in the Dominican Republic sitting in a resort enjoying themselves. <laughs> so uh, as uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dylan Schreiner. So, um, so many, so many, uh, just an honor to be able to officiate my own daughter's wedding. Uh, such a treat. Uh, and I held it together, guys. You'll be, you'll be glad to know that for the most part during the ceremony itself, I held it together. Um, I, I was telling everyone, I was like, I really don't know how I, th that happened. I, I, I broke down more preparing it <laughs> than actually when, it, when it was, uh, when it was happening. So, um, I don't know, maybe I just shifted into, pro, you know, pro mode, <laughs> um, but it was, it was awesome. And, um, uh, probably the, the most, uh, one of the moments that stands out the most is probably when I first saw my daughter in her wedding dress, um, kind of the first look, which was uh, about 45 minutes or so before the ceremony and, uh, just stunning, um, took my breath away, uh, made my eyes leak, all those good things. She was just absolutely a princess. And, um, so moment I will never forget. I'll never forget that moment, um, in my life. That was, uh, that was top 10, <laughs> just, uh, such a special moment. To um to be able to uh, just see the woman that she's become, so thankful for the man that she has married, and uh, looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in their lives, and hopefully, you know, in a few years they'll make us some beautiful grandkids. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm you know not that I'm pushy, but you know, I've seen I've seen grandkids. I I want one. So, all right. 
So, um, yeah, I'll share other things, but um, enough of that. Let's get on to the matter at hand. Maybe they'll do, maybe we'll do a special podcast, maybe, or just share a few thoughts about that throughout. Well, who knows, whatever. But today we need to be reading John chapter 15 since we didn't do it Friday and I didn't tell you we weren't going to do it. And so I don't know, we're behind, Uh, but we'll make it up. We're good about that. So uh, again, love you guys. Thanks for uh, taking this journey with us. Thank you for your devotion to the word of God and for learning and growing and um, being a part of this community. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. All right, so Jesus is the true vine, and... uh, the father is tending the vineyard. He cuts off every branch that doesn't bear fruit. Um, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, uh, pruning isn't fun, guys. <laughs> um, we like that. We read through that. Oh, and he's going to prune every uh, branch that doesn't... that. The branches that are bearing fruit, he's going to prune you so that you bear even more fruit. Maybe some of you are going through a pruning season right now, and you didn't know that what it, that's what it was. You're wondering, what's happening to me? Why doesn't God care? Why is it so hard? Why am I going through this crucible in life? Why am I going through these trials and adversities? Why are things so hard right now? Could it be that God is pruning you? I know I've gone through some pruning seasons in my life, man. <laughs> they... They're hard when when you have to get things clipped off, you know, clipped away, cut away. Maybe it's a maybe it's a selfishness. Maybe it's a, a self centeredness. Maybe it's a, a ego. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's self centeredness. Maybe it's a lack of faith, lack of trust. Maybe it's short sightedness. Maybe it's a lack of patience. And, and God prunes us so that we can bear more fruit. I'm sitting here looking. By the way, as I said, more fruit. I, I lifted up my eyes, and this, I'm no kidding. I'm looking at uh, this beautiful bouquet of roses that Dylan sent Casey uh, on their wedding day, wedding morning. Uh, it's like 24 roses, beautiful roses. They're gorgeous. Uh, the dude did it right. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was that was a nice touch. <laughs> Very sweet note on it. This beautiful, uh, uh, vi- you know, vibrant bouquet of roses. Uh, what made those roses look so beautiful? There was some pruning that took place. <laughs> there was some pruning, some pruning and setting that made those look as beautiful as they do. And, and God wants you to be as beautiful as you can possibly be. And the way he does that is he has to prune away the things that are unbecoming, prune away the things that will that are stifling the growth of your life so that you can go to that next level, so that you can become more like Christ. Yeah. Verse three, you are already clean because of the world, because of the word, I'm sorry, because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
How do we bear much fruit? We abide. That's the other way this often is translated, the remain or abide or be, <laughs> abide in Jesus. What does that mean to abide in Jesus? How do you do that? It's fellowship. It's it's the, what we're doing right now, reading his word, spending time with him, learning of him, drawing from him, letting the roots of our lives draw from him to abide in him. That makes us part of the vine. It's about being. God will take care of the doing. He'll take care of the fruit if we just abide in him. If we, Without him, we can do nothing. That's what he says. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Yeah, you will bear much fruit. Not a little fruit, not a little, little teeny weeny piece of fruit. You'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. He's just saying, apart from him, without him, our lives wither. But for them to grow and flourish into eternal life, into abundance, we have to be remain in Jesus. This goes all, guys, this, this, this theme goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, when God told Adam and Eve, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge, the tree of the, the, the fruit of the tree of, of, of knowledge of the good of knowledge of good and evil, because in the day that you eat of that fruit, you will what surely die. He's not saying in the in that context, God isn't saying, I'm gonna kill you. God is stating a fact. If you disconnect yourself from me in disobedience, you disconnect yourself from me as the source of your life, in that moment you begin to die, you begin to wither. The man and woman, once they did that, they didn't notice immediately that they had died. But what happened over time, physical death, spiritual death entered in the human race. And yes, they eventually withered and their physical bodies would die. Jesus is saying the same thing. He's God. He's saying, abide in me, remain in me. If you, if you disconnect yourself, you disassociate with me, if you break out of fellowship with me, it's a fact. You will immediately begin to wither. Now, will you immediately see the results or the impact of that? Probably not. But the the impact, the, the effect has already taken place. And over time, a disconnected branch withers and dies. So verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that's why we do this, man. That's why we fill our hearts with the word of God. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and I will, it will be done for you. This is, my, to, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus, look, if you ever want, if you don't wonder, does God want good things to come out of my life? Does God, does God want to bless me with good things in my life? Yes. This is to the father's glory. <laughs> He wants you to be like this beautiful bouquet of roses I'm looking at right now. He wants your life to be like that. He wants you to shine. He wants you to bear much fruit because this is for the, for the Father's glory. It'll show what his disciples are like. What are those? What is that fruit? It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. 
love, peace, patience, goodness, self-control, kindness. Verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may com- be complete. Man, did you know that? Did you know that God wants your joy to be complete? If you're ever wondering, like, God, does God want me to be happy? He wants you to be joyful. That's not the same. <laughs> does God want me to be happy? That's not even the question. Does God want me to be joy-filled? Does he want my joy to be complete? And the answer to that question, which is the proper question, is yes, 100%. He wants your joy to be complete. And how does, how does God make our joy complete? By, by, um, by funneling his joy, because God is a God of joy. God, eternally, God has, is, has existed eternally in joyous community with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he siphons off, he funnels down that joy into his children. How? through their When they're in fellowship with him, when they're abiding in him, he funnels that joy through their roots into their lives, producing much fruit. Yes, he wants you to have joy. He wants you to have great joy. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one. This is an underlinable one here. There's been a lot of underlinables. I've missed a lot of opportunities to say that already, but here's another, man, this is like awesome. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm, that's what Jesus did for us. There's no greater love than to lay down a life, to lay down your life for your friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear much fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is the command. Love each other. Love one another right now. Yeah, love each other. That's the great fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's the great, quote, much fruit, end quote, is love. It shows the, that the Father is in us. It shows that the Father is with us. It shows us that we, are, that we are in Jesus, that we are abiding in him. Verse 18, he kind of strikes a little more serious or a, a, a more somber tone here. Verse 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Man, the world is not going to... Look, if you... <laughs> If you follow Jesus and you bear much fruit and you are devoted to him, the world is not going to love you. There are going to be moments where you disagree with the world. There are going to be moments where your life is going to go in a a very radically different path than the world is going. And they're not going to like you. 
You're going to make decisions. You're going to stand for things. You're going to hold on to things. You're going to profess things about Jesus and about what is true, about what his word says that the world will hate. But that shouldn't, what is Jesus' point? That shouldn't surprise us. Why? Because the world didn't love Jesus. The world didn't love Jesus. The world hated and despised Jesus. So Jesus is saying, look, when, when you find that you're being persecuted, you feel like you're being ostracized or un- misunderstood or that you're alone, alone in a crowd trying to speak the truth of what God says, realize Jesus knows how you feel. Maybe you're in a workplace where no one has Christian values, it seems, where no one seems to care about morals or ethics. Maybe you're in that kind of environment. Or maybe perhaps you've been in an environment like that, and you can remember what that felt like. How lonely, how it's sometimes just uh, desperate it felt. Jesus says to you, if you're in that situation, and he reminds us that he knows how you feel. He knows because he the world hated him first. The idea that if you just follow Jesus, everyone will love you. And, you know, we say this sometimes. People love Jesus. They just hate the church. Well, not everybody loved Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. so the idea is like, well, if, I, if you just if you're just more about Jesus and less about the church, then the world is going to love you. Uh, that's not the Bible. That is not what happened to Jesus. I think I think a lot of it is true that um, sinful people followed Jesus for sure. A lot of sinful people came to see what Jesus was about, but they didn't all end up following him. Verse nineteen: If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They would understand where you're coming from. But they they don't they don't obey my teaching. Verse 25 or 2021. 20, they will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sins. What is he saying? Jesus is saying, I've revealed their sin, their blindness. He's saying, before, they're, before you're aware of sin, before you're aware of your uh, sinfulness, then you're without, you're without, you're, you know, you, you, um, you're exempt. Like children, they're not aware of their sin. They're not aware of that. You know, they're not aware of the things, their, their moral uh, situation. Their depravity, they're not aware of that. But the word of God and the preaching of the gospel makes us aware of our great need. And when Jesus came preaching, he made people aware of their need for him as a savior. Verse 23, whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and the Father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. So Jesus is saying, look, 
uh, I did all these miracles. Uh, I, I proved to them uh, more than more than even was uh, <laughs> legitimately expected. <laughs> you know, all the miracles they had, all the miracles that they witnessed it. They so they had the the teaching of the gospel accompanied by signs and wonders and miracles, and they still refuse to believe it. They have no excuse for not believing. Verse 26, when the advocate comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Yes, the Holy Spirit, the advocate. Remember, he advocates for Jesus. He advocates the, our need for Jesus in our lives. What do we need? Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit is telling us. He convicts us of sin. He encourages us. He strengthens us. He guides us. He corrects us. He points us to Jesus and the teachings of Jesus in the Word of God. He helps us to become more like Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we abide in Him. And then what was that? What was that last line? Last thing Jesus said there in the end of chapter 15. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Oh man, how, why don't we go out today and testify? Testify. Let people know that what Jesus has done in our lives. Let people know the goodness of God by the fruit in our lives. May they see that we are abiding in Jesus by the words that we say, by our speech, by our actions, by our attitudes. May that fruit speak of the God we serve. Man, yes. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for being on today. That wraps up chapter 15. Tomorrow we'll go right on over to 16. Um, and um, man, what a great chapter, right? That's a chapter you can just spend a week or two just reading over and over about abiding in Jesus. Abide in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. I hope it's an encouragement to you today. Maybe you're in a season of dryness and you're wondering, man, why am I not bearing much fruit? It could be, man. It could be that you're in a season of pruning. And you know what? Um, when I was when I first moved to Florida, we moved in a house that had some crepe myrtles that were like way overgrown. And uh, I, I went I went crazy on them, man. I cut those crepe, crepe myrtles back like crepe. I went crepe murder on them, man. <laughs> it looked like a massacre. That those crepe myrtles were cut down to twigs. And you know what? When you get pruned, it is not pretty. And someone can see your life when you're in a pruning season. They're like, ooh, what's wrong with them? <laughs> ooh, things aren't going well for them. But what they don't know is that it's a pruning season. And no one looks good during a pruning season. But I want to tell you, just like those crepe myrtles, in about a, the next like seven, eight months, the next year, those things were beautiful. They went from disaster looking horrible to beautiful. Because looks are deceiving, right? You can be in a pruning season and nobody looks good during a pruning season. But the word of God tells us that the father prunes his children so, so that they will bear much fruit. If you abide in Jesus, this passage teaches me that if you abide in Jesus, you will, you will bear fruit. And if you remain in Jesus and you don't let go and you let the Father prune you and you let the Father do the work that he needs to do in our lives, even when it's not fun, even when it hurts, if we allow him to do that and cooperate with him, the Bible tells me in, from John chapter 15, I will bear much fruit. Yes, that's the promise. 
You're in the hands of a loving gardener, your father who loves you and knows you. He knows the little areas that need to be clipped. He knows the little, little areas that need to be developed. And he has a vision of what he wants your life to look like. And it looks more beautiful than this big, huge 24 count bouquet of roses I'm looking at right now. It's more beautiful than that because he loves you. All right, you guys, let's pray. Thank you for being on today. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the promise that if we abide in you, we will bear much fruit. So God, today we choose that. We choose to rest in you, to, to be in you today in fellowship, in communion with the Holy Spirit, that our lives might bear fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may our lives today be full of love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, self-control, gentleness, and goodness. And may people see that and may it be to the Father's glory as they look at our lives like a bouquet of spiritual fruit, spiritual flowers that declare your goodness. Lord, for those that are going through a pruning season right now, Lord, that is not fun. It hurts. It makes us feel vulnerable and bare. It even makes us feel weak and sometimes even ashamed. May today they feel comforted and encouraged knowing that there's a greater vision that you have a plan, that you have a dream that they can't even imagine, that their life is going to blossom in the most beautiful and amazing ways as they move to the next level in what you dream for them. Lord, thank you for my friends. May you bless them, encourage them today. Thank you so much for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Again, I hope you have a fantastic Monday and a great week. Sorry about the miss up, the miss on Friday, but I think you guys understand. I know you guys, you understand. Uh, it was a great weekend and uh, I'll be sharing more about it throughout the week. But um, but thank you guys for uh, for praying for us, for thinking about us and for walking along this journey with us. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. All right, you guys, we'll see you tomorrow. You guys have a great Monday. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.